In order to support our show, we'll need the help of some great advertisers. And in order to find great advertisers, we'll need to learn a little bit more about you. So please go to podsurvey.com forward slash grown and take a quick anonymous survey that will help us get to know you a little better. That way we can show advertisers just how amazing our listeners are. Plus, once you've completed the survey, you can choose to enter for a chance to win a $100 Amazon gift card. You know, we all stay on the Zon. Terms and conditions apply. Again, that's P-O-D-S-U-R-V-E-Y dot com slash grown. Thanks for your help. Today's show is also brought to you by Silences, the new album for Adia, Victoria, out now on Canvas Back Music. NPR says Adia, Victoria, captures the spirit of the blues in a simple phrase, Black Genius. Silences was produced by Aaron Dessner of The National and is available wherever you get your music. Visit Adia, A-D-I-A, Victoria.com for tickets to her Dope Queen World Tour on sale now. Got somebody, she is a beauty, very special, really and truly, take good care of me, like it's a duty, want you right by my side, night and day. No letting go, no holding back. Because you are my lady When I'm with you, it's all of that Girl, I'm so glad we made it No, no holding back That makes me think of undergrad I know, same Jeez, My party days Blast from the piss ass That and uh, two shorts Um Shake that monkey. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's why. That's when it's like, oh, Jay went to school in the south, and I did not. Put a hump in your back and shake your up. Hey, (laughs) praise the Lord, niggas. On that note, every day, praise the Lord, niggas. What's cracking, man? Man, I'm just sitting here trying to fight the wind inside. (laughs) Welcome back to getting grown with Jade and Kia. What are you over there giggling about? Because you're drinking. <laughs> it's it's cold, nigga, and I'm drinking tea. I can't control my throat muscles. <laughs> Singing you bitches. <laughs> Welcome back, man. It's getting grown with JD Kia, where Jade swallows loudly on the microphone. We also, from time to time, discuss all things adulting. <laughs> The good, the bad, the ugly, the tests, the trials, the twists, the turns, the temptations, and the taxes, dear God, of being an adult in the year of our Lord, now 2019. Judgments of you hoes on my throat muscles. (laughs) I don't want to hear a goddamn thing about my swallowing. Do you hear me? I don't want to see a tweet. I don't want to DM. I don't want to hear nothing, okay? Nigga swallows as she does. This is how God made me, and he don't make mistakes. Help us today. Help us today, God. So, yes. uh, (laughs) What's going on? Um, I'm just in the vortex of moving hell. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I know what you're saying. I'm also paler than usual so I look like extra 
extra tired. And yeah, I am currently cleansing and Marie Kondoing and everyone is just uh, following that little Asian lady's instructions. Cause man, it makes life easy. It's like, oh, little boxes and I know what's in them. <laughs> so like the whole world is Marie Kondoing. I'm not even I I had to, I had to follow the trend this time. I was like, let me just get right on information because your girl needs to go into her new space organized and cleansed. So I feel like I would be setting myself up. Uh, so? I feel like I want to do it, but I feel like I'll be setting myself up. Like, I mean, because I mean, I feel like it would stress me out, and I'm just gonna be like real, real honest. I feel like it's gonna, yeah, I don't know. Do you see I'm me right like, now? I know, but like everybody, like I feel like the process uh, is 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 going to be like, oh my god, like this. I just don't know. It's, I'm feeling, but I'm realizing how much junker, and I'm, and I, you know, I was like, if I haven't used it in a year, I'm throwing it out. I can't keep these wedding cards. They're beautiful, and I appreciate everybody who spent their, you know, five ninety five and six ninety five on the good cards, but I just can't keep them no more. <laughs> I just, I gotta get the baby shower cards were beautiful, but I have to get rid of them. It is time. I feel like that's fair. It is I time. Mean, it is time. It is time. How are you? I'm okay. Uh, working. Working. I feel like that's the answer doesn't change from week to week. But uh, I'm doing okay. Um, trying not to put as much pressure on myself as I do. Um, that's it. Because the thing is, you know, I work hard all week. And then if I don't do any work on like Saturday or Sunday, like Saturday, what did I do on Saturday? Um, I felt like, oh, Friday I had to, like, I had to sing, we, I had to sing Friday night. It was like a midnight musical for Black History Month, which actually turned out to be kind of lit. Ooh. You know, at first I was like, uh, what time do we, cause we didn't have to, we didn't arrive at the venue until 1030 and y'all know I would be well tucked into my sheets at that time. Whoa. The, so the, I was, the churches were partying late. It wasn't even char- church. It was at the University of Maryland. Mm. Um, but it was kind of dope. So I was, you know, I was side-eyeing the situation, me having to be dressed with a fully made face at that hour. I was like, y'all know how old I am. But either way, I went and it it actually uh, turned out to be a really good time. Um, but I got home really late. It was like a midnight musical situation. The My group actually ended up being the very, very, very last group on the program. <laughs> so imagine... Uh, you know, getting up to sing at like quarter to one. <laughs> like, And so by the time I got home, it was like 2 a.m. Um, and I had to, you know, I went to bed. Saturday, I ran a bunch of errands and I bought my laptop and stuff with me because in my head, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get some work done. But I ended up not doing any work. <laughs> and Because you didn't need to. But I just, but I mean, here... Which it felt like the right thing to do in the moment. But what happens is Sunday after church, I look at the clock and I'm like, it's three o'clock. I have done nothing. Everything has to be done right now. And I'm like stressing. But I'm going to get my life together one day. It's going to be amazing. You just wait. Listen, you know, I advocate for you to have a moment where you sit your black ass down somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) You be complaining in the group chats. I wish not shit today. And we'd be like, yeah, because sometimes you need to be not shit. Like, you need to sit your black ass down somewhere and watch Iyanla 
<laughs> I told Kia the other day, I was like, go to Chick-fil-A and get she the big did. the big fries and the big lemonade. You absolutely and get like 12 did. nuggets instead of eight. And even get yourself an ice dream and go sit on the couch, hide your laptop, and watch Iyamla. <laughs> Iyamla was so intense this week. Did you watch it? Was that the one with the amputated leg? Yeah. Oh, can we talk about it? <laughs> so I just think that that I hate Jillian, them both. <laughs> Miss Jillian. Yeah. I mean, and I'm. This is going to sound really harsh. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't say this. Say in it. my in my opinion, I don't want Jillian to find this and sue me or anything. In my opinion, Jillian displayed the behaviors of a sociopath. <laughs> she and, did, and it really disturbed me because the level of control, like she was so controlling and manipulative, <laughs> and she was totally preying upon Ramon's disability and his insecurities. And I knew it was going to end bad when, like, she was in here when she was bucking back against the Yala, which is not uncommon because we see people do that right. all the time. But I was like, Miss Jillian, um, girl, like, <laughs> it's like we're like three minutes in, you questioning the process already, and I could, I literally could see in her body when she disengaged. I'm like, oh, Jillian, about to turn up, like, and. I felt like he was sitting there literally like a lump of of, of flesh. Like he, was. I felt like there was no spirit, no soul, no connection, no intention. And he was literally, he didn't turn up until she like approved for him to turn up. And it was clear that he, she was like feeding him all the things and all the reasons why he should be upset. I don't know. It didn't sit well with me. And I was actually glad when Iyanla like pulled the plug. Me but too. I was like, yo, this is just whack. I was like, y'all are both assholes and I hate you both. <laughs> <laughs> and all and although oh it is ultimately her fault because she is like a super bitch. <laughs> Who? Jillian. Miss oh, Jillian. Yeah. Miss Jillian. Jillian was a super bitch. Like, say what like, you want. Don't call. No, she was a bitch. Like, she, she was not a nice. She was just not a nice girl. She was trying to control everything he did. Okay. And, and literally she was, everything. And, and the man got his leg amputated. Like, I understand. The man got his leg amputated a year and some change into their relationship. You know what I'm saying? At this point, you loyal to a nigga, but like, now you got to deal with a huge change. I get it. I totally get it. Like you're a human being. That would be an adjustment for anybody. Now you got to carry all the groceries and do this, that, and the third. However, you don't have to be a bitch about it. <laughs> and she was. She was so, so mean. Like, she was. It was like, girl. And Iyanla came outside in her doily top and said. I, yo, first of all. <laughs> When she had on that doily top with them black kitten heeled ankle booties. All it was messing was like a coffee ring on it. it and with that belt, and she had like a leopard belt. I'm like, yo, she is giving. This is a mess. She is, she is like, this is such like auntie fashion. It is auntie fashion. I was like, my girl went into the nearest Ashley Stewart and said, give me everything. Literally. <laughs> she was like, fashion the figure, throw it in the bag. <laughs> Throw it all in the bag. I'm going to take one of everything. Everything. But don't give me any of the midriff tops. 
And no shade to anybody who wears fashion to figure. I'm not saying that you should no. not, but I'm just saying that Iyanla pulled all the pieces all at one time. All the pieces time. of fashion to figure. All of the plus all size fashion of the, over. All of the all of all the ASOS things. curve. Like she just she was even she was in New York and Company. Yes. She was out, she was out here in Get the limited in your life. Yes, at the Ann Taylor in the loft, honey. She was giving all of that. She went there how on the express. Absolutely. She was like throw it in the bag. She was like all of it. I'll take one of everything. I want to look like the mannequin <laughs> with that <big> exactly. <laughs> Whatever she's got on, I'll take them all. So that oh is actually God. not a part of the trash. But it's not. But yeah, I just I just was watching Iyanla and it was supposed to be like a self-care, but it turned into stress. Because those people really wore me out. And they wore her out. And she was not quiet about Listen, it. She was and like, I knew when she started doing this, when she started doing was, the cut That's what we said. We were like, she was like, uh-uh, she was like, we could it. just... Cut when it she, right when now. she starts clapping them, because you know she's from Brooklyn. She was like, uh-uh, we could just cut it. We can cut it right now. I know Yanla is so... I know Yanla claps before she, before Listen, she gets dressed. When she looks honey, up in the mirror, she'd probably be like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> listen in. Listen. Ooh, I could go on and on about Yanla all She day. is so Schenectady Avenue. I'm right? so... <laughs> So listen, listen, listen. We can just cut this right now. You know what? We could just cut this right now. I'm like these hands, these hand movements, giving me schenectady. You don't want to fuck with a lady who was born in the back of a cab, yo. (laughs) (laughs) You don't want to fool with a lady who was born in the back of a cab. Listen to a mother who was three sheets to the wind. Three, like if y'all if y'all watched her stand up. Then you know that that is not really one. Like I, I, I had to give, I had to give up the respect because y'all know how I felt about Rhonda, and I still, you know, think that she's batty as shit, crazy. But she's as cat fun. Shit. She's fun. But she's fun, and sometimes she's valid. Sometimes you sometimes. have to give her. You give her her grace. You got to give her her grace. She's like a wise auntie. They don't know everything, but you know, she they has got some moments. pieces. She has some moments. But we oh, do have God. trash. So well, let us get play. into it. Okay. <laughs> That's my Yama voice. <laughs> All right. Basura, basura, cha 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 time. Uh, so, R. Kelly turned himself in to the police because he has been found, or he was indicted on 10 counts, I believe, of sexual assault and sex, uh, and sex with a minor. After more videotapes surfaced of him engaging in sex with uh, people between the ages of 14 and 16 years old and a 23-year-old. He has since posted bail. As he. And left left jail today. Um, He has pled not guilty. And him and his lawyers are saying that every single woman who has made... An allegation against him is um, lying for oh, their own financial gain. But uh, okay, tomorrow is Tuesday and the next day is Wednesday. So, oh, okay. you know, that's just where that is right now. I just am glad that some sort of movement has been made in trying to put this nigga in the place that he belongs. And that's underneath the jail. So 
I don't know. Maybe he'll do everybody. Nope. Not even going to say it. I was going to say maybe he'll do everybody a favor. But mm, anyway, let's just hope that justice is served at some point soon, even though that is a very thin line. So I got a phone call from my sis right before we started recording, um, which I thought was important to put into the trash. So you, there are YouTube kids videos um, up right now. And I don't know. So I wanted to put this in because I know there are a lot of parents that listen to the show as well. And I understand that we live in a time where no matter how much you may try to keep your kids away from technology and and so forth, or you try to keep a control on it, you're not going to be able to control everything. And I know sometimes a lot of our kids in this day watch YouTube kids. You have to be careful with YouTube. I found that out a while ago because people were putting like weird, sick videos and labeling them as kids videos. So they would fall into the kids category. So I had to do a bunch of filtering and then like put YouTube kids and do all this stuff. We'll come to find out now. There is some people on the internet who are spli- uh, putting splicing videos. So they're splicing into kids' videos, um, disturbing images and instructions on suicide tips and school what? shooting tips. Um, it's vi- it, like they're telling kids how to cut themselves <clears throat> and so forth and so on. Sickness. Listen, people are a a different kind of wicked like I can't even understand I can't even comprehend the level of wicked that you are on because my mind don't even work that way but in an effort to protect our children I just thought it was important to put this into the trash for our parents and our our aunties and our uncles and you know if you have your kids let's say Noah we went to DC and Noah's over at Kia's house and wanted to keep herself occupied with the iPad you know what I'm saying? It's I don't expect Kia to sit there and watch a YouTube video. And it's so sad that we've gotten to a point where I know we need to monitor what our children are doing. But now we have to literally like really pay attention to what your children are doing. And that's something you need to be doing anyway. Right. So and I know that a lot of times we you know, a lot of parents have let electronics babysit the children just out of convenience, just out of the fact that they have a lot of things to do. A lot of our parents are stressed and it's it's an easy way for you to be able to set your kids up and keep them quiet. But we have to really pay attention to what our kids are watching and what they're taking in, because there are some really sick and wicked people in the world. But let's move on to something positive. The Oscars. Yes. Oh my gosh, it was a Black History Month. I feel like the Lord knew that we needed a break. He did. <laughs> he did. And he was like, let me just go ahead. And because, I mean, haven't we suffered enough, Jesus? We have had a month. So, Boss Man finally won his first Oscar. I, I, I mean, I think the whole world can join. We can all it's join together overdue. in a, in a resounding about time, like about time. Long overdue. Um, he did not win for best director, but he didn't win, win for best adapted screenplay for Black Klansmen. So, you know, he has, he has been, he has put a lot of time in and it's time to give him his flowers. Please. You know what I'm saying? Whether you are a fan or not, it's time to give the man his flowers because he's worked hard. (laughs) I watched the man work hard. You know what I'm saying? He's not always my favorite person in the world, but but I respect it. You know what I'm saying? I had to send him a text today and I was like, yo, I know your phone is blowing up like crazy, but congrats. Like Brooklyn represent. And he was like, 
Much love, Jade. <laughs> so I was, you know, congratulations to him. We have um, who? Oh, <laughs> Brenda. I know. Brenda won an Oscar. Brenda has grown up and I just think that I I just couldn't be more pleased, honestly. I'm very happy for her. I'm trying to make sure that I get all of the names correct. Um, Regina King. Regina King won, obvious, but we must, you know, she's always Brenda. Dustin oh. kept calling her Brenda from 227. <laughs> that's what she, that's who she is. That I is who like she is. She too. She's got to accept that. That's, that's just what her name is now. <laughs> and then we have our beautiful ladies who won for the costume design for Black Panther. Indeed, 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 indeed. So it was, it was just, it was just a good night for black people. It was just a good night for people of color. It was a good night for people of color. Agreed. Mahershala. Mahershala won. He got up there with his beanie. <laughs> I was like, this is so African-American. Thank I was you. He was like, I'm not taking my do rag off. And I won't. <laughs> and I want one of you to say something to me. Thank you so much. He got up there in his beanie, you know what I'm saying? Did not give a fuck. <laughs> and, you know, looked good doing it. So Mahershala, we have Regina. We have the two ladies from Black Panther. We got Boston Man. Who else won? Um... I don't know. I just skipped seeing the pictures of like all the people, but I don't know names. And, and everybody looked beautiful. And then what touched my heart, um, it wasn't like a big blown up thing, but there were two Mexican ladies sitting in the audience. Um, and I don't I'm not even going I'm not even going to fake the funk and act like I know what they were in. But I read a story, a little story on them today, a little article. Um, it was a mother and a daughter from Mexico um, mm-hmm. and they're from deep They're from deep in Mexico and the daughter is a pre-K teacher and the mother is a domestic worker. I think Mm -hmm. she cleans and they were sitting there like in full camera range at the Oscars. And I just thought that was beautiful. So the Oscars was I don't it wasn't even something that I would normally watch, but it was not. Oh, Jennifer Hudson got up there loud. I'm sure of it. We turned the TV down immediately. She covered her knees. (laughs) <laughs> Thank God, because you know how I, you know how those knees wear me out. What she did not cover on the red carpet was her feet. Sis, now I am not going to corn shame because I understand that they can be hereditary. Oh, and oh, I understand they can be her, but you know, and there are many, there are people who wear heels all the time. Like I understand shoes rub, things happen, age happens. You know, you get a lot of money. There's ways to be able to fix things. However, I'm not going to corn shame because I under, I get it. I get it. But fam, you got to get a pedicure before you go on the red carpet. You got a whole slit up the thigh. I'm telling you. You're telling me that. And her, I am telling you. <laughs> you're telling me that Jennifer's corns were visible. Sis, all five of them on all the toes. Five? Plus, <laughs> it was literally like a cord for every toe. No. Like you get a cord and you get a cord and you get a cord. <laughs> and then... At what point do you just say, I will put on closed toe shoes for the rest? Well, you everybody knows that Sierra puts her hand feet out everywhere. And like, she don't care about her cor- dancing. She's like, I have danced for these corn feet hands. But, <laughs> however, you she at least gets a pedicure on her corn feet hands. 
Mm, what do we do now? Jenny did not even get a pedicure. And that's why I was like, fam, like, you didn't even get a pedicure? <laughs> you didn't even get them painted? No, you're telling me she had bare toes? Bare toes, I'm gonna have, I do not believe this. You look I, it up. I, I guarantee I having if you Google Jennifer time. Hudson's feet, it's going to be one of the first images you see. I'm having a very hard time wrapping my brain around this. Because you cannot tell me. You cannot. I, I saw them close up and personal. I'm struggling. I'm struggling with this. Did you see them? Jennifer Hudson's feet. And, oh, whoa, whoa. This is a lot of feet images. Okay. <laughs> I spy a Sierra toe. Oh, but Jesus. Jennifer Hudson, Oscar. I can't believe that we're Googling this. Feet. <laughs> oh, my God. It came up. Oh. There they go. There they go. There they Mm-mm. Some ah. young man has made a whole YouTube <laughs> The title is Jennifer Hudson gets roasted for corns on feet. Oh, Savior God. <laughs> Jennifer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your girl was out here literally. Jennifer. Mm-hmm. I am perplexed. So <clears throat> that was the Oscars. There was no host because everybody knows Kevin Hart refused to apologize. So, I mean, and it actually wasn't missing a host. You know what? Maybe he maybe maybe this is the direction we'll be headed in from now on. Because, you know, sometimes them hosts get up there and they're real good. And then sometimes they're awkward. And, you know, we had some good presenters. You had um, Tina Fey. Uh, Maya Rudolph and Amy Poehler got up there and that was funny. <laughs> that was that was funny. Especially when Maya Rudolph imitated Lady Gaga. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the deep end. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> anyway, that's enough about the Oscars. Oh, in sad news, T.I.'s sister Precious passed away. Yes, I did see that. Rest in heaven, Precious. Yeah, she was um, she, she was in ICU after a tragic car accident. Well, there was a car accident, and I understand that she had an asthma attack mm. um, that was triggered by the car accident and passed away as a result of those complications. So, super sad. We love... Precious was always just a refreshing breath of fresh air when we had to watch the family hustle. She always, and I, we always appreciated how she would just continue to always get um, T.I. together. Absolutely. <laughs> always. And she was always just like, no, no. Like, <laughs> no. And we will, we will forever miss her. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, rest in, rest in peace. And you know, Definitely our prayers and, and thoughts and, and well wishes during this sad time go to, you know, T.I.'s family. Word. And they seem to, you know, there, I don't think there's any such thing as handling um, a loved one passing well or not well. But they 
seem to be celebrating her life like, from what I've noticed with their posts and things. So, awesome. but absolutely uh, what Kia said, you know, all the prayers and all of the, the peace with them right now during this time. Straight like that. So I wasn't even going to say nothing about this, but this Jordan Woods situation. I don't know who that is. That's the little black girl who, who hangs around um, Kylie Jenner. <sighs> I know. And so, you know, the, the, there was a thing going where it said she was found or something. TMZ reported she was making out with Chloe's husband, Tristan, at a house party. Right. What? S- yes. <laughs> so... Now people are trashing this girl, calling homewrecker, all kinds of things all over the internet. Um, I don't believe anything when it comes to that family. And people have asked me in the DMs and they sent messages and all kinds of things. Can you please? And I'm like, these. I don't believe anything. I just want to make it very clear. And then I probably won't say much else about these people. They are like a novella to me. <laughs> and I just turn them off. <laughs> I don't believe anything that I see, read, or hear. I do believe that Kanye is still dead. And uh, and that's pretty much the long and the short of it. So I don't really have much of an opinion on this story outside of the fact that I just don't believe nothing that comes from them. I don't believe nothing is genuine. I believe everything in their life is staged and blocked from how they fall asleep at night to how they brush their teeth. (laughs) It's all produced by Ryan Seacrest. And then lastly, (laughs) (laughs) Queen Latifah. Oh, Dana. Dana is investing $1.4 million into an affordable housing project in her hometown of Newark, New Jersey. Come on, Brick City. I wanted to close the trash out with something positive, and I thought that was beautiful. Um, So, yes, please. I'm so glad that she's putting something into her hometown of Newark, New Jersey. And I can respect it. I respect I, <laughs> so much so. So much so. So shout out to Dana. She's a real one. And that is it for the trash this week. My sister's popping right now. Like. So we have a shout out this week. Um, and it is long overdue. So Kia and I actually got a copy of a children's book um, at one of our live shows from a listener. I think it was at the Friend Zone Live when we were was it Friend Zone Friend Zone. Yeah, that's when we got it. I actually wore the t-shirt yesterday now that we're thinking about Ooh, I didn't get no t-shirt. But you did. She gave us both a t-shirt and a book. Oh, you're right. I did get a t-shirt. Oh, Lord have mercy. My brain is bad. But Aisha Rice, shout out to Aisha Rice for my kinky, coily hair. Um, So just a little snippet. Naomi is an African-American girl struggling with accepting her natural hair texture. Can a trip to her grandma's help her to take pride in her kinky, coily hair? So my kinky, coily hair is obviously a, a children's book about loving and appreciating the curls and the the kinks that we have grown on top of our head and that God has given us. So you can find a little bit more information on Instagram at my at my kinky coily hair book and then also diverse stories in a bottle.com and it is also available on Amazon and we'll be sure to put all of that information into the description box. And we just want to say thank you to Aisha. I really want to say thank you for, I love having collecting books like this for Noah. Um, I think they're super important and I make it a personal mission 
for her to accept and love her black girlness. <laughs> so straight like that. Um, things like this are very important to me and this is important to the work and I love that you're doing this. And so you guys make sure that you go support. Again, all of the information will be in the description box. Right on. Let's move on to the kitchen table. This weather can be confusing for your body. You've bundled up in the cold, but after running around all day, you realize you've been sweating under your layers, child. Keep it fresh and clean this winter with coconut deodorant from Kapari. Kapari's coconut deodorant is aluminum-free, vegan, and does not contain silicone, sulfates, parabens, GMOs, or baking soda. It's a cleaner option that works just as well. Kapari's coconut deodorant is formulated with plant-based actives like sage oil and coconut oil, so you stay fresh all day it goes on smooth and doesn't leave behind a sticky white residue on your black clothes because you and all know that everybody hates that <laughs> along with the original coconut scents kapari now offers a fragrance free version for you girls who don't want to walk around something like tahitian street um, plus they have two new scents one called beach and the other one called gardenia mm. with kapari subscription deodorant is shipped to you as often as you choose automatically and for the free they also offer a money back guarantee should you be sweating and you're not impressed with Kapari. So I enjoy Kapari. And y'all, you know, I used to swear by the degree because it kept me going strong. But Kapari, <laughs> I enjoy Kapari because it's a light and fresh scent. Mm -hmm. It's not sticky. It doesn't mess up my clothes. And I get to walk around smelling like a Bahama Bay breeze. Even when you get a little glisten, a little dewy, your sweat even smells better. Who's that um, Bahama mama? Exactly. So go to kaparibeauty.com slash grown to make the safe switch today. And you save five whole dollars off your first order when you subscribe. That's Kapari. K-O-P-A-R-I beauty.com slash grown. Kaparibeauty.com slash grown. Do you have a bunch of stuff lying around the house that you just don't use like myself right now while I'm moving? <laughs> a pair of jeans that was only worn once, an old phone hiding in a drawer somewhere, something that you found in a coat. Macari is an app you can use to sell all of this stuff. They make it fast and easy to sell almost anything. Simply take a few pics of your stuff, add a description and boom, your item is listed. Once it's sold, Mercari emails you a shipping label and you just send it off. No meetups with strangers, no hassles for all you awkward girls. With Mercari, <laughs> you can sell everything from fashion to electronics and toys to sporting goods. Over 100,000 items get listed on Mercari every day. Earn a few extra dollars and clear up valuable space in your home with Mercari. The app has over 300,000 reviews on the App Store with an average 4.8 star rating. So why not give it a try? I always I love a rating. <laughs> don't let that stuff you don't use go to waste. Sell it, ship it and get paid with Macari. You can find Macari on the App Stores or on Macari.com. M-E-R-C-A-R-I, Macari, the selling app. All right, boys and girls, it's time to gather around the kitchen table for another riveting conversation. Um, about how adulting is a scam. <laughs> um, yeah, so let's get to it. So I had a very, you know, um, shout out to my barber, Joe. Everybody say, hey, Joe, the barber. Hey, Joe, the barber. Um, Joe and I always just not intentionally, but we always just end up having very deep and existential conversations as she cuts my hair. And you know, just kind of about like, you know, navigating adulting mm -hmm. and 
not because of the show or just about anything else, but, you know, we really just connect over the challenges that we have, you know, navigating parent dynamics, relationship stuff, dating stuff, friend stuff. Um, and we were talking this past Saturday um, and just about kind of one one of the the characteristics of adulting or the, or the activity that really solidifies the fact that we are grown now <laughs> is um, the intentionality behind our, our uh, decision-making and really about like self-awareness. Um, and we've talked about before how as you mature through your life, when you're coming up, a lot of who you are and how you exist in the world is a function of how you're told or encouraged or socialized or uh, rewarded for thinking and behaving. Mm -hmm. So um, one of the hallmarks of being an adult then is the capacity to make your own decisions Mm -hmm. um, and do so from a place of um, intentional like reflection Mm-hmm. And not just, you know, kind of because it's what you're supposed to do. So, you know, kind of like how we, how we, it's easy to get caught up in the busyness of being an adult, how you have to like pay your bills and meet your deadlines and be where you're supposed to be and do what you're supposed to do that you can kind of be on autopilot sometimes mm-hmm. to whereas you are not as thoughtful as you should be about what is motivating and guiding and directing your thoughts and actions. Um, and are you living intentionally in a way that aligns with where you want to be? So that led me to the interwebs to really just do some thinking and, re- and, and reflecting and researching about self-awareness. And I found lots and lots of resources um, and information that that highlighted the ways that cultivating a level of self-awareness is really optimal for your success and your personal success and realizing your, your purpose and your passion. So I know that that's an activity that I, I, I'm not as, I'm not as disciplined in kind of checking myself Mm -hmm. and checking in with myself. Um, So I thought it would be dope if, if you and I had a conversation um, about the ways that we are and are not self-aware and maybe do like answering some like reflective questions on the air um, as a, as a basis for thinking about ways that we might need to change our behavior to make sure that we are, are aware of our progress towards the life that we want to lead. So if you know that, so, so as an example, um, if you know that career wise, like, you know, that you eventually want to be in a position where you are a self-sustaining chef mm-hmm. and that's your, so are you, are you in your daily decision-making um, considering how your behavior um, is either facilitating or pushing you toward that goal or or distracting 
um, you from that goal and as a result, like your happiness. So I just, I mean, I'm hopefully, I'm like, you know, I had a, I was talking to my coworker this today about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I, I don't really know that I have like a framed out, like, and, I, and I'm not suggesting that I know how to, to, to do this, but I thought that we could, <laughs> we could figure it out together in terms of like, if we, if, if we believe, well, I believe that self-awareness is important and it's, and it's central. Mm-hmm. Otherwise you kind of like existing in this like zombie state where you're just kind of working, um, you know, to kind of get things done. Mm-hmm. versus you know what are the ways that you are in your daily life crafting your pathway to your ultimate purpose does that make sense yes absolutely self-awareness is so important it's so important in your relationships and how you deal with other people how yeah. you move in your life personally with your personal decisions and like you said your decisions as they relate to your passion and your purpose. And it's like a, a level of accountability mm-hmm. for me. Cause it's like, I actually, and Joe and I talked about how, how you reach a point where you take a look at your life and what you do on a day-to-day basis or what, what comes naturally to you. What are your common practices? Mm-hmm. And when you start asking yourself, like, why do I do it? And why do I do it like that? A lot of times for me, it was like, you know, well, that's because that's the way that my mama did it. Or that's the way that I saw it done. Or that's the way that, you know, whatever model that I'm working towards, rather it being because I believe that this is going to, you know, get me closer to a goal or um, something that I'm, I'm aspiring toward, whether that be in my personal life, in my professional life, in the way that I relate, um, you know, in friendships, romantically, et cetera, et cetera. What are the ways that I'm moving? What are the things that I'm doing mm-hmm. or not doing? And, and being responsible to that, right? The self-awareness and, and owning, what are the things that bring me joy and peace? What are the things that get on my nerves? What are the things that, you know, that, that trigger me that, you know, cause me to pop off versus, being more thoughtful in my response mm-hmm. um what it, like i think it's it's essential for you to have that level of awareness especially for those who may be pursuing relationships um and partnerships and having qualities cuz that's what Joe and I were talking about like you know it's oftentimes as women we see, you know, people have these lists of this is the kinds of man that I want. This is the kind of relationship that I want. This is the kind of partner that I want. Mm-hmm. Um, and we list out all these things. And if we were to hold ourselves to that standard, I wonder Ooh. if we would measure up in, in, right. in, in the ways that, that we are out here rolling our necks about. So like, <laughs> is it okay for me to say, I want, I want my, my husband got to be debt free when I'm not like, it's like, you know, right. So like, (laughs) I just feel like, I feel like, you know, I thought it would be dope for us to just have a conversation and even just, just start in really, in really small ways, just even becoming aware of, you know, what motivates us or what, um, yeah, some, and I feel like I'm rambling, so. (laughs) I I, I know I think it's a very important conversation because like I said it it relates to so many things and how you move in your life whether it be like your relationships your romantic relationships your friendships 
your family relationships, and then your relationship with yourself as well. Um, right. So let's get into your question now. Indeed. I think because, I mean, I think we talk a lot about minding your business, but I feel like there's more to it than just not being nosy. Oh, absolutely. So, like, I'm thinking about, like, when when Fury says all the time, like, you got to mind the business that God gave you. Yes. yes. Mind the business that God gave you. And I, and I have personally caught myself being hemmed up or worried about what somebody else has done or how someone has has reacted or moved in a way that is inconsistent with how I would have done it mm-hmm. um, and been focused on that person and judging and blaming them when, in fact... If I were to mind my own business and be conscious of, you know, my own um, shortcomings, limitations, uh, pressure points, pain points, those kinds of things, then I have plenty of my own business to mind such that I will not be consumed with worrying about what others are doing or not doing. So I could be worried about why, you know, niggas don't do what they're supposed to do. Or I could be worried about what, why, why does it bother me so much? Right. When it, when, when it won't have anything to do with you. And sometimes it does have something to do with you, but it's something that you can't control. Right. Um, so <laughs> I, yeah, mm-hmm. I have a lot of, a lot to say about that. Indeed. But we're going to get into it. We're going to, we're going to actually exercise minding our own business yes. by getting into some of these questions. A lot of um, times too, when you're not minding your own business, you minus somebody else's. It, the problem is you because oh, nobody's certainly. minding your business. Nobody gives a <laughs> fuck about what you're doing. You just worried about everybody else. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So I'll start with this one. Do you know what helps or facilitates your productivity? Like, are you clear? Like, what what needs to be in place? for you to be productive and what does productivity look like for Jay? What's a productive day for Jay? A blunt. Is no. <laughs> I knew it was coming. <laughs> Cause you know me so well. No, no a productive day for me today was actually a really productive day. A productive day is um, actually a day where I can work from home because mm. I've, I, in, in a work, a day where I work from home and I actually get a lot done. Um, so, you know, I got to get Noah to the schoolhouse because ain't nobody else going to do it. So we got to get her to the schoolhouse. And then afterwards, I had to make it over to the Home Depot and go get myself some boxes and some materials and things like that. Went, got my pick, made sure I ate because I'm really bad about eating during mm-hmm. the day. I fed myself. <laughs> and then I got back to the crib and I just got started, like packing up boxes and before I knew it half the living room was packed and did so did you have a plan did you have music did you have like were you talking on the phone like what were the things that contributed to you just kind of moving through uh sometimes so it just depends on my mood sometimes I like to turn on the music because you know the musica will get me going mm-hmm. you all know I love the musica and so a lot of times I'll put on a good playlist I love an auntie playlist when I am <laughs> being productive in the house like I just something about it just is very motivating, whether I be cooking or cleaning. But then sometimes I find that I don't want to listen to music, um, which is weird for me. And I want to turn on the TV and that will also motivate me because then I'll be getting into a show. And next thing I know, Mm -hmm. I've gotten half of a room of something done. So, So I turned on the TV for a little bit and while I packed up and watched Love After Lock Up again. (laughs) (laughs) 
and got things done. But I just I I know that it's hard a lot of times to motivate ourselves and it's really hard for me sometimes to motivate myself, especially because there's so much to do. Right. I'm so tired when I have a second, you know, it turns into an irresponsible hour <laughs> and it's just nice to celebrate ourselves when we have days of productivity because we're going to have days of ancientness as well. Well, that's great awareness because that's the truth. <laughs> like it just is what it is. What does a day of productivity look like for for Kia? I think the things that... Um, EIA. Yes, indeed. I think that productivity is really... So like wins motivate me. Mm -hmm. So if I structure the day such that I am keeping a good track of mm -hmm. what needs to be done and what I've accomplished, being able to kind of see that I'm moving through my list mm -hmm. at, at, a, at a pace really helps me. Um, I find now that uh, I'm often distracted mm -hmm. by all of the multiple responsibilities. <laughs> like I, I am often like, while the list helps me, mm -hmm. sometimes it can overwhelm me. Um, and I really have to check in with myself to figure out what kind of day it's going to be. Mm -hmm. um, so if I make a list at the end, at the start of the day and, you know, let's say I get to my desk and I'm, Hey pipes. I know if right? I, get, <laughs> if I get, if I get to, to my desk and I make a list at the start of the day and by the time I get through my list is 22 things on it, I'm then stressed out. Um, so what I will do is I'll chunk the list in half mm -hmm. or I will hit my friend on G chat and say, uh, you know, I got this massive to-do list. Um, and how about uh, you want to like set some accountability goals? So let's check back in with each other in a, in an hour and a half, and uh, let's see, you know, what what we what we've accomplished, and if we haven't accomplished what we want to accomplish, we'll strategize together with what we need to do to kind of get through the list, and we hold each other accountable. So like, I will check, you know him about his stuff mm -hmm. and he'll check check um me about mine so speaking specifically about my my work husband uh, <laughs> dr taylor so uh so yes um it is it is uh those kinds of, wrong with you i don't know it sounds like the fast and the furious is going on outside your door it's not even warm enough to be doing all of that it's not but yeah those kinds of things kind of facilitate my my productivity mm -hmm. um Music helps. Um, I, I'm thinking about playing around with the apps. I think there are some apps that are like you. Um, it's like a I can't think of the name of it, but it's like you can set set it on your phone or your computer to mm -hmm. where it's like it's like a timed. It's like for the next 30 minutes, I'm going to do this and it will kind of. Oh, yes. I can't think those of those intention apps. There's a bunch yeah. of them. Um, and also structuring breaks, mm -hmm. <laughs> giving myself a bit of, a bit of a reprieve during the day. So like today I was working, um, this, this meeting I got to do in Phoenix, I was getting the agenda and the meeting materials together and was kind of just really like deep down in that, um, all morning. So I told myself, I'm going to get to a place where I can stop and I'm going to go give me a subway sandwich and I'm going to sit at my desk and I'm going to watch, um, uh, love and marriage Huntsville <laughs> while I eat my lunch 
that's going to be my treat. So like having a little reward, a little break. It's, it's super helpful um, sure in, in that way. Sure is, because I definitely take my breaks. <laughs> I, I, I do them after a certain time. I like what you said, too, about some how the reaction to the to-do list, because I think it just depends on what kind of mood you're in. And like you said, you just got to check yourself and kind of see how you feel in that day. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a big motivation when I do things and like I can say, oh, I got this done. Oh, I got this. Today was one of those days. And then mm-hmm. I have days where I'm like, I'm not going to get through any of this shit. I have this and I have this. And it's about your mentality. And it's okay for you to have them days where you feel like that, where it's hard to get through. But you'll feel better when you push through. And it's right. also okay to take a break. Right. All of this balance. So much duality. So we've gotten, that was a bit more of a practical question, but I'm going to get a little bit more abstract. Okay. So, um... What think about something work related or you know goal related or whatever. Mm-hmm. Let's say you're working on a project. If something was to happen that would piss you off or distract you, what would what would that be? <laughs> what what could throw you off? What throws you off throughout your day? What throws me off to the point where I just don't want to do nothing? Where it's else? like, I'm over this. I'm not doing it no more. Hmm. That gets me to that level. It would have to be like a. Mm, wow. What throws me off? Nothing. You just be out here. No, gang, I don't. Gang, gang. Actually, I don't. I, the problem is that <laughs> I'm so easily distracted. I'm trying. Well, that's a distract. OK, so maybe it is like distractions. Like, so is it like the the variety of tasks that you have to do that you can't focus on one thing at a time? I think that's what it is. Like sometimes I feel because I try to prior, you know, we always talk about prioritizing, right? And in life, we talk about prioritizing and let me put the most, you know, the thing that's the most time sensitive at the top. But sometimes you got like 10 time sensitive things and it gets right. overwhelming. And then I'll, I'll have moments where I can get through 10, 10 of those time sensitive things. And it's like, all right. And then moments where it's like. I will shut down and none of those time sensitive things will get done. Um, And I I think that's that's a a big thing for me is that I can get I can get easily distracted because I won't. I have a a bad habit of not breaking up my tasks, which I know Mm. I need to do. That was actually part of what made this day so good is that I made a plan and then I started breaking it up. And when I realized like, okay, if I do a little bit at a time, I can get a whole lot more done. And even though I know that it's just hard sometimes because prioritizing is hard as an adult because sometimes you got a whole lot of priorities. Um, But I do have a problem with getting easily distracted. And then next thing I know, nothing got done. So what... um... Why do you think or what what would you if you had to think a, about it for a little bit, what could you point to something as the origin of the, of your distraction? Um, Sometimes it's just straight up and down procrastination. Mm. If I'm going to just keep it funky, like sometimes I just <laughs> poor time management. Um, I have a bad habit of thinking I can get something done in a really short amount of time not giving myself enough time. And again, a lot of that comes from being overwhelmed because there's so many other things that I have to get done. Mm -hmm. So 
I won't manage the proper amount of time for that particular whatever it is in that in that moment, whether it be writing nigga piece theater for Jaden XD or reading a book for Getting Grown's book club. But uh, and I and and I know it's going to get done and it always gets done. And I every single time I tell myself the next time, don't put that pressure on yourself, dummy. If you would just literally start a little bit earlier and take a little bit of time each day and do this thing, then you won't. You won't get to that level, but here we are. But I do think that's a, a big root, root of root. of of some of what some of my issue is 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 procrastination and being overwhelmed and not properly managing my time and my tasks. That's real. Um, I know. For me, I can get. I am. Um, I'm thrown off by un- by the unexpected. Mm. Uh especially if I am if I am if I am done what I feel like is my due diligence around like being like having a plan, being committed to like oh, okay, I'm out here. I made my plan. I'm sitting I'm I'm working with it. Mm-hmm. Um the things that come up that you don't see coming emails, somebody asking you to kind of like shift gears and focus on this now getting some feedback that you, that I wasn't expecting. Um, those things can really take me from, you know, winning the day to just being like, I'd like to start all over. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if I were to think about what the origin of that is, it's really about like fear mm-hmm. when I, I'm out of control. Mm hmm. And or when I am not in control, I guess, of, of what's going on um, and thinking more about like just the things that I that like I, I got some feedback on a document one time. I think I talked about this before and I really, you know, it just really just I took it so personally. It hard, yeah. Yeah. And it and it was like. Before I hadn't before I knew it, I was all the way in the in the delves of my feelings like oh everything is terrible I'm horrible I can't do this and and it didn't take long for me to get there when I really sat and thought about it you know it was like is this coming my boss gives me feedback not because she thinks I'm dumb and not because she's trying to call me out or embarrass me but because she wants me to to be better um and and at times I really have to remind myself of that. And I don't know what the, I have to continue, I guess, to work in therapy or however else I have to work through why that is my instinctual response. But um, I am trying in that to be more aware of what that trigger is and getting ahead of it. Well, not ahead of it, but being con- more conscious of it such that I can pull myself back out of my feelings quicker um, and even like, you know, I, operating from fear instead of faith or hope. If I say that I believe that, you know, I am where I'm supposed to be because, you know, I feel like the job that I have is where God put me mm-hmm. and God's not going to set me up. So he, he put me there because he knew that I could succeed. I shouldn't be completely Wrong if somebody says, well, maybe you could think about it this way, or maybe you can frame that sentence this way. It doesn't mean that I am, I have missed the mark and I don't deserve 
That's more than it more than it means that oh maybe I could just think about this differently. That's um, why I was so proud and gave you your flowers the other day when you, that lady <laughs> hit your car and you were like, I know. You know, I just have a lot of things to do. I'm grateful that she told me that she hit my yes. car. And yes. when I tell you, because Kia will be like, everything sucks. The it world is a, out a to get slide. me. A wall <laughs> I will go from zero to total calamity in about 60 seconds. She's like, everything, the, the Armageddon is coming. We're in the <laughs> vortex. And it's all because I... <laughs> Spelled this word wrong. Exactly. <laughs> I just messed up. It I just messed be like, up. Sis, you, like, it's, it's like it's okay. I just wasted my whole afternoon. Like it's all right. <laughs> like but, you literally like you have you, but you you've been doing well, and I'm proud of you for that. But we all have that. We have moments when we be kicking the shit out of ourselves, yeah. right into a circle. Yeah. And I think it's. I think it's important that we have people in our lives who put those mirrors up in front of us and, and let us see that it's okay to make certain mistakes. And now we just have to Absolutely. figure out how to hold ourselves accountable so that we don't do something that way the next time, but not beat ourselves up so much because we're human. We're going to have different reactions based off of how we're feeling in that moment. Dope and absolutely true. Um, do you know what motivates you? Uh, what keeps you going? Yeah, that little person out there. ASAP Noah. ASAP Noah is the one because there are, you know, if I didn't have her, if I didn't have to get up and take her to work and I could work from home, do you know how little I would get done? I would. <laughs> it's actually quite a blessing that I have to like get up and I do have to go into my office, but it's a blessing that I have to get up and like get her somewhere because that makes me have to get up and get myself somewhere and make myself do things. So she's a big motivation. And you touched on it earlier. Um, when I actually get things done, when I really complete chunks of my to-do lists and tasks that I know that I've been needing to do and it's just time. Cause I, I am a doer, you know what I'm saying? Even if yeah. I'm tired or what have you, I am a do like that is one strength that I have. I will roll my sleeves up and get it done because it just needs to be done. Um, and I think that's a big motivation for me. Things just need to be done and it makes sense that, that I just need to go ahead and do them. Um, and when I start getting things done, it gives me more motivation to continue to complete things. It just starts to feel good. Like, to cross things off of my off of my list and to be responsible honestly it feels good when you're actually responsible and you like do the things that you're supposed to do it's a big motivation for me when i realize that i put some organization into my life and put some things and some structure into place and like i start to see the benefits of it when i start to be see the benefits of those things like working on my credit score for the last year it's now gone up 100 points Hey, that is a big motivation for me to continue to take. I mean, obviously, I'm in a different place in my life than when I first got credit. But that's a really big motivation for me to continue to get it to a really strong place and not to abuse it and to appreciate it and and so forth. So when I when I start to do the things that I'm supposed to, it continues to motivate me to want to do that. What about you? I um. I am motivated by, uh, I, I want to, I'm, I'm, this is going to sound really corny. I'm motivated by learning. That's not corny at all. I think that, um, 
because I've always, I remember, I don't remember, it was one of my early classes in undergrad. Um, and I think it was like my first psychology class. And my professor was saying, you can like, um, sm- really smart people are able to explain really complex things, uh, very directly mm-hmm. and clearly. Um, and he uses the word like parsimony and talking about mm-hmm. like how it's important to, or Occam's razor, like the concept of Occam's razor, like, like being comprehensive in, in the way that you think and, and explain and do things. And, and I love learning things and I study really complex organizations and systems and organizational behavior, individual behavior, how it forms organizational behavior. Um, and one of the main things that drives me as a researcher is that what we learn through our research is not just limited to uh, just kind of that scholarly space, but how is it that I can kind of take this big concept of like something like intersectional identity or organizational change? And how do I explain it to somebody who is on the ground doing the work in a manner that will motivate them and empower them and equip them to do their job better? Um, and that's what drives me. Mm. And I think, I think that that, and I even, I try to, I can see that work even in what we do on the podcast. Right. So like, Mm -hmm. it's about how we like this big, messy, unwieldy concept or idea of being a responsible adult. Right. (laughs) How, how do we, how do we, you know, around the kitchen table kind of, kind of, think through the complexity of, of being aware of, you know, the things that drive you and motivate you. Like, so like thinking about how the things that we're learning day to day, how to kind of package them in ways that inspire other people to learn and change Mm -hmm. and grow. And I see that, you know, I, I think that's a common thread that links you know, my professional scholarly mm-hmm. work to the podcast, to teen type and fast to, you know, even like the stuff that we do when we get invited to, to speak or on Twitter, when we do these panels, we go to these conferences, we're literally just talking about our experiences and using that as a lens for helping people to think about things differently and not feel alone and to build community and support. That's the kind of stuff that motivates me. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm grateful that my life is kind of orchestrated in a way where I get to do that kind of work in many different venues and that that kind of work is not limited to just certain spaces. Cause I, I think what, what inspires me is that, I don't fit neatly into one one box, mm-hmm. right? So I remember, and I don't know if I told this story on the podcast, but when I when we when first when we first started tweeting, um, somebody who I went to school with commented on my Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, she didn't at me; she just kind of said on her Twitter, like it was like it was like my first subtweet, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and she was essentially saying like you need to decide what you want to do. Either you're going to be a scholar or you're going to talk about hood rat TV or you're going to talk oh. about makeup. You can't do it all. 
Why not? Bitch? And I was like, no, beloved, you can't do it. <laughs> I can do whatever I want like, <laughs> because I'm I am I am equal parts, all things. You know what I'm saying? Like I am just as much door knocker as I am pearls. It's like I think that who is this trollop? <laughs> we don't have to call her a trollop. We just saw things differently. Hussy. The thing, the thing is, <laughs> that ain't no seeing things differently. That sounds like a hating ass bitch. I am motivated. <laughs> I am motivated by stepping outside the box and changing the game. The game says that I can't be, uh, you know, I can't be churchy and and nerdy and and fly and sophisticated and sexy at the same time because I have to pick one. I can't, I, I either have to be all church all the time. I have to be all nerd all the time. My Twitter can only be about what I'm publishing and what I'm writing. I don't believe that because that's not my life. There's lots of intersections in my identity and all of who I am informs how I see the world and how I, and, and the lens through which I present my work. So why would I compromise? You know what I'm saying? I can talk about Ianla with the same scholarly aptitude <laughs> as I can talk about, you know, uh, uh, organizational change or what we can do to facilitate transformational change at the organizational level. So, I mean, I just, all that stuff really long winded. I'm so sorry, but all that, that's what inspires me. It's I, pushing back against the boxes that people put you in. That inspires me. Um, feeling like, you know, my, my trajectory doesn't look like yours, but I'm still going. Um, those are the things that kind of push me and motivate me. And when I am discouraged or overwhelmed, those are the things that I try to call back to my mind so that I can keep going. So all that to say, we'll wrap up, but I just feel like this is a, maybe the start of another conversation, but I just feel like we all got a lot of our own business to mind. <laughs> yeah. Part B is called the nerve because yeah, <laughs> Like, I just don't, people really just be hating for no reason. <laughs> you still on it, sis. That was am. just an example. It was just one example. I know, example. but it was honest and it was real. And it's, and it's, and it's, it's true because when I sit there and I think about myself in the same facet, I'm not a scholar, but I can sit there and have a conversation with you and your friends. You can. You know what I'm and saying? You do. And I can be a mom, but I can also put her to bed and go roll a blunt. And guess what? It doesn't mean that I'm a bad mother. I, you know, I can advocate for cannabis and I can also make sure my kid gets to school every day and I can, you know, be a feminist, I guess. And, and, you know, whatever form you want (laughs) to call it. And then I can make my husband a plate at the same time. Like all of these things can coexist and also being able to cross these barriers from a digital space and incorporate the food and not have to take it on a traditional route and, cater your, you know, cousin's baby shower. Like it's, it's nice to be able to put ourselves into all these different boxes and to be able to explore different avenues of ourselves and bitches need to quit hating, but we can't wrap up. (laughs) No, I I mean, I think that the thing is about all of those, those differences and nuances and, and the end, idiosyncrasies <laughs> I like that word. <laughs> um, of of what makes us us mm-hmm. and to tie in the self-awareness piece again what is so what makes me really feel like an adult is that I am able to um, not that I would need to justify but I am able to kind of 
I can offer a reason. I am able to reason and support. And from a very thoughtful place, you know, I know why these things are important to me. Mm-hmm. I, I know that all of these things inform who I am and I'm able to be resolute and uncompromising about those things because I, they, I know that they are a very important to me. And that only came through a level of being aware of what's important to me mm-hmm. and not just doing what is a sign for me to do or what is suggested for me to do, but rather just kind of being out here like, you know, this is who I believe that God made me to be. This is the work that I believe that he gave me to do. So if you don't understand it or if it's too big for your, um, your mind (laughs) to kind of wrap around, then that's not my bag to carry. That's yours. And I don't have to change that. Um, And not saying that I have, you know, I'm above reproach. I'm definitely learning and growing and reshaping um, and refining what that is, what that means every day and how that shows up every day. But um, I am, I'm, I'm grown because I know that uh, this is who I am. And this is what this means for me. I yeah. Love it. Yes, that is a cl- that is a closing. <laughs> that is a closing. That is a conclusion. Oh man! I mean, I just knew that. Not a conclusion. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> after, I had, <laughs> after I had that conversation with Joe, I've been thinking all like all weekend about like I'm like we really need to. How do we like that's re- that's really the business of being a grown person. That's it. Right. That's like minding my business means I know my business and it's mine and I'm content within it. I don't got to worry about what's going on part in B, your business. I think part B needs to be that we need to talk about self-awareness as it pertains to dealing with other people and mm-hmm. how we function in relationships with other people um, yes. with with self-awareness and with a lack of self-awareness and how that can affect oh, Chile. other people. But. We can definitely take that right on into next week <laughs> because we have an honesty box to get into. Okie doke. Let's get into it. All right. Imagine if you could chat with doctors anytime from your phone, get prescribed online and get birth control delivered straight to your door every month with automatic refills. Heaven. Enter Nurex, the game changing company that's here to make getting birth control easier. Nurex offers end-to-end care without ever having to leave your home. It means paying for fewer doctor's visits, skipping pharmacy lines, and no more forgetting to pick up your refill every month. Plus, if you don't have insurance, it's the most affordable option out there. And if you do have insurance, it could be completely free. Just go to their website or their app to answer a few health questions for their certified doctors. They carry over 50 brands of birth control, so you can choose your go-to or their medical team will help you find the best option for you. It's all safe and secure and HIPAA compliant. Go to NURX.com slash grown for a $20 credit and get birth control at your doorstep in less than a week. That's NURX.com slash grown. Honestly? Truly. Ooh, let's get into some honesty. Truliness. Hey, Kia, spelled correctly, and Jane. All right. That's it. <laughs> Respect my gangster. We're going to give her a pseudonym. Her name is going to be... Essentia. Essentia. 
You know why? Because the hood loves essential. We do. <laughs> Whatever it takes to get niggas to drink water. But Overachieving H2O, man. Sign me up. Like, oh, we drinking the bougie water? Bad. That's right. And they sell it Anything right in the local bodega. They sure do. <laughs> Shout out to Dame Dash. So <laughs> let me start by saying I love your show. I was introduced by a friend a few months ago, and I've been binge listening ever since. Welcome, essential. Welcome. Welcome, essential. So let me be honest. I'm soft-spoken and reserved in public, but the bedroom is another story. All right. I like sex. Essentia, we gave her a name for a reason. (laughs) I've been in a committed relationship with the man I want to marry for the past four years. Insatiable. (laughs) Essentia is insatiable. Insatiable and moist. Uh, (laughs) I've been in a committed relationship with the man I want to marry for the past four years. And in the beginning, the sex was amazing, wild and very fulfilling. Fast forward to today and the shit is whack. Sometimes it's hard for him to stay erect. No pun intended. And when he does get erect, the sex is so quick that I usually have to finish myself. Oh, I've been so unpleased that I've even resorted to cheating with an ex to get my fix. Oh, don't judge me. My question is essential. How do I tell him that I'm not pleased and that he should get that checked out? And also, when telling him, should I be honest about yes, cheating? Thank absolutely. you, Essentia. <laughs> girl, I don't girl. know. I am a truth teller. And I believe that we owe the people who we find ourselves in partnership with, we owe them... Um, we owe them our truth and then they can, they, we have to trust that they are responsible adults and can make their own choices because when you lie to somebody, you make a choice for them. That's it. Um, and I, I mean, I understand honey, get what you need, but if this person is not giving you what you need and it's, you know, bringing you to the place where you have to go somewhere else, then perhaps, (laughs) you should just go somewhere else (laughs) you should just go somewhere else and I mean it doesn't mean that I mean I don't know I feel like you should be honest and and I'm not I I don't know maybe this is not about me telling you how you should proceed in your relationship whether or not you should but you asked as far as being honest I fully fully believe that you need to sit your partner down and be very truthful like listen we used to yamin with the yamin, but now you're yamin and not yamin. <laughs> and yeah, as I mean. such, I have had to, you know, go back and get me some yamin from yesteryear. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> the <past>. So the <laughs> past. So I think that, and then, you know, y'all can have a conversation. Um, but I don't know, man, what you think, sis? Ooh. All right, listen, I'm going to keep it all the way funky with you. I once was an essential myself. All right. <laughs> not <laughs> not because I wasn't pleased ne- necessarily physically, but because I like I knew this ultimately was something that I didn't want. And the thing about it is when you know you like when you want something, you know you want it. That's how I knew that's how I knew Tristan, even though he gets in my last nerve. I knew that's how he was for me because... Don't talk about my brother. Thank you so much. Mm. That's because, I, you know, I just knew once it was there, I was like, oh, well, you know what? I don't feel like it. I don't even I don't even need to seek elsewhere. Um, so you might need to do some soul searching and figure out 
why you are staying in a relationship with somebody. I know you have been with him for you. You committed very loosely. You put him in the quotations yourself. Dang. <laughs> and so you have to be a you need to be honest with yourself because you don't want to carry these habits into another relationship. And. I'm sure it's not just about the sex. Uh, you know, I'm sure if the man can't keep himself erect, maybe it's time to sit down and have a conversation and say, okay, is there something that we can talk? Like, is there something that you want out of this or out as well? Like you guys talk about the things that you like and you dislike and what, what you want to bring to the bedroom. And is there a reason why you can't, you know, I'm, it's not staying up. Is it a health risk, a health <laughs> issue, or, you know, is it something that maybe you, you want more of? Like, what is it? And, and, and vice versa. He should also be asking you how you feel about you all's physical intimacy. But um, stepping out ain't the answer. And that's from somebody who has stepped out. That's not the answer because that's not where you're going to be fulfilled. That's not where if what you want is to like live a casual life and go out and get it how you live and like be sexually and physically gratified and like live your best sex in the city, black girl life. Ain't nothing wrong with that, but don't, don't string a person along like Kia said and not give them, give them the option of staying in something that they may not want to be in because you are lying and not to, <laughs> like, that's not cool. It's not cool when niggas do it, and it's not cool when we do it either. It's not. So, um, did she? Did Essentia say that she liked him? Like, she said she was head over heels. She said, or am I making that up? I'm soft spoken, reserved. I've been in a quote unquote committed relationship with the man I want to marry for the past four years. Okay. So, you know what? That's another conversation too. Yeah. Is it like you need to again? This is some conversations you need to have with yourself first. Why do you want to marry this man? Is it right. out of like complacency and just being comfortable? Because I've been there before as well. And we need to start asking ourselves, do I like the idea of marriage? Do I really love this person? What do I love about this person? Um, all of those are things that you need to know the hard and fast answer to <laughs> before you get married to somebody. And I don't think you really want this man if something as you know, if you don't have the the loyalty, if we're just going to keep it all the way funky and everything I'm saying is with love. So don't take it. It's all with love. But you 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 out here getting this having this man thinking he's in a committed relationship and you're not happy physically. So you like, well, I'm gonna bounce to the next dick. And <laughs> <laughs> wow, I don't think there's anything wrong with that when you're a single woman and you are out here living your best life. But it's just not OK. When somebody thinks that they're in a committed relationship with you and you are sharing that intimacy with somebody else. Um, so you need to start having some conversations with yourself, figure out why you're there, why you want to be there. Why do you even want to marry this person? And then after that, you need to be honest with him, because after he knows about what you've been doing, he may not want to marry you. And the person that you marry is a person you got to share a whole lot with. And so you should be able to have a conversation about uh, intimate issues. You know, if there are health issues there on why he can't keep it up, y'all need to be talking about that. Right. So. And if you're cheating before you get married. Girl, it's not going to get better after. It don't change just because you, you, you got a piece of paper behind your name. That's so. a bit, and that's a big thing. And changing your name is a motherfucker. Yeah. So you know what I'm saying. You I'm might like? want to be real, real clear. <laughs> yeah, 
you're involving families and loved ones. And that's a big, messy, tangled web. And that's another thing we don't think about a lot when we are out here being selfish and just, you know, getting what we need out of life. A lot of times we don't think about all of the lives and the people intersected that it affects and how it can just really end up really biting us in the ass in the long run. So, yeah, Cynthia, you got to be more careful. Girl, you got to put the top on your bottle. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> let's move on to the petty bees. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister. Because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey. Oh, it's time to put my petty on parade and it's very petty today. All right. It's not a very long petty peeve. Um... I just really want, you know, all of my delivery food services, Seamless, Grubhub, Postmates, um, Caviar, DoorDash. (laughs) Notify me that if there is a particular location that I've been ordering something off of for some time and then you all decide to switch it up to another location, that makes me uncomfortable. So I was going to order some jerk chicken from Peppers, right? Peppers. Now, the peppers that delivers to me is uh, or did deliver to me was a newer peppers. And like these niggas got mad sides and they got all kinds of extra shit that the real hood peppers that I go to don't have. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just options. And I just I would just be so happy and I, I could select my festival and whatever else I want to add to my meal. Well, I go today and the menu, I mean, it's your, it's your, it's your same jerk chicken and, and Escovish fish and all of that. But like, I couldn't order no festival. And then I noticed it has some extra shit on it, but it didn't have this. And I noticed that they switched the location to another peppers that delivers to me and every peppers is not created equal. So mm-hmm. I'm very irritated that Seamless did not notify me that they were switching my Peppa's location. So now I cannot order festival through my app. While that is a very first world problem, this segment is called Petty Peeves for a reason. (laughs) And today my peeve was very petty. I was irritated that I could not get festival because you niggas didn't tell me that a new location delivers to me. And I can't even select the other location that I even wanted in the first place. It even looks better. Anyway, Dang. That's it. <laughs> oh. Um. Hey, Sirens. I know. Um, Brooklyn, just, you know, I'm poor. I record at home. I'm poor. Girl, so you're going to get all girl, the sounds. Girl, 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 girl. <laughs> you're going to get all the noises from this poor, this mm. poor recording. Oh, my God. What's your petty peeve? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I have a petty peeve, uh, and it's really petty as well. My petty peeve is the stiletto nail trend because <laughs> while I feel like they are really pretty to look at, they are they are not functional. Um, and they are they just like I've I've ruined several pairs of my good leggings. Mm. My tights, my stock hosiery, um, and as such, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a coffin girl. Like my nail shape is coffin. Mm-hmm. I've tried to go the stiletto route uh, several times now. Always, you know, um, 
very short, like, you know, never for an extended period of time because I just can't seem to, you can't pick up things. It's just like, they're just not, you know, and as a nail girl, it's really saddens me, but I wish that they were just more, I wish that they were like functional. I, I feel betrayed. Like, it's like, I really want, I really, it's like a relationship. You really want it to work, but it's just not meant to be. Um, it's just not conducive for my life. Um, they don't even like, they break easier. So my, um, compromise is that I have, they are little weapons. My compromise though, is I only have one stiletto nail on each hand. So my pinkies, I got a little Coke nail. (laughs) My pinkies are the stiletto shape and that gives me my stiletto fix. But I just wish that I didn't have to keep breaking up with stiletto nails. Um, and I know that that's very petty, but that's why this calls this is called the petty peeps segment of the show. That's it. It doesn't have to be rational. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm sorry that stiletto nails don't work out for you. <laughs> they just don't want to call me back. Like it's fine. It's they okay. Just, they keep curving me. Literally. Sometimes you're just dodging a bullet, and in that this case, you're dodging. I don't know, like potentially stabbing yourself in the asshole. But that is another episode of Getting Grow. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. I'm sorry. My um, nose is itchy. You probably hear all my jack, my neck, my bracelets. My neck and my back. My neck um, and my back. Thank you all for listening, per usual. Shout out yeah, to our siblings, yes. Crystal and Kid Fury, for the this goats, Apple The greatest feature. of all time. This motherfucking yeah. Beyonce-esque photo I mean, shoot. Like, I literally, was in this house like, yes, niggas, y'all look the fuck good. The very first <laughs> thing I saw when I opened the apps this morning, and I was just in my bed like, these niggas, are you kidding? You're they, just going to be flawless on the app store? Is that what you're doing? As okay, Kia great. said online, Jesus, Travion Christ. <laughs> I had to call the Lord by his full government name. I had to call him by his whole name. I was like, not Travion. 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 I tell you, when Jesus comes back, when he cracks the sky and got locks to his back, y'all going to gag. Yeah. And I'm going to be like, I knew. I knew the Lord was one of us. Yeah. Uh, Well, we all know. I hope. Mm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Jesus had dreads. Um, did so, so I just don't white people don't come from but anyway that <laughs> thank you so much for listening shout out to our siblings also um Santana and I are bike yes indeed for the culture uh catering is coming to DC for I mean, selling out shows left and right buddy <sighs> You the hush fame, team typing I fast. I can't take it. The fame. You hush team typing fast. I can't. But take we're it. gonna be in the crib, um, or somebody's crib with the dopest dinner party, the Cajun edition, DC oh edition. Boy. So we're bringing all of our our Cajun favorites with a four course wine paired meal. Uh, I believe we are halfway sold out. We added another night, so we're halfway sold out. So get on those last few tickets. It's going to be March 23rd and 24th. The 24th still has a few tickets available. You can find all of the information on my social media. Media. Uh, And I can't wait to see you all. It's going to be tasty. If you are a vegan or a vegetarian, this ain't the one for you. If you're allergic to seafood, this ain't the one for you. 
Go with God. <laughs> but you can't come over here. Yeah. Not this time. All the love, though. Um, do you have any announcements, sis? Um, I do not this week, but I will next week. <laughs> can't wait. <laughs> it's going to be lit, guys. I'm very excited. I'm very excited to slither my way into all of Kia's luggage for her events. It's great. <laughs> I just weasel my way into some sort of position, but I will be wherever. Anyway. Um, <laughs> always welcome, Sam. Thank you. I will always be there. I'll be there. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we're going to bid you a fond farewell. We Thank you so much for listening as always. And remember to drink your water. Mind your business. The business that the Lord gave you. Gave you. And moisturize. Why is this? Because your black will crack in this cold ass wind. It's dry. And listen, ladies, please put your name and address on your wigs because the wind is coming <laughs> for them. Man, you better secure them things or wear a hat that day. Secure. You got to secure your wig. And if it does get away from you, just put some your name and address so the girls will know where to send it back. Okay? Attack. Good night. Good night. <laughs> Macari is a selling app that makes it fast and easy to sell almost anything. You just take a few pics, add a description, and boom, your item is listed. With buyers in all 50 states, stuff really sells and everything ships easily so there are never any awkward meetups. You can find Macari on the app stores or on Macari.com. That's Macari, M-E-R-C-A-R-I.